This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from all the Dark Olympus series books with mentions of Wicked Villains, The Purge, Peerless, and Throne of Glass. There's also mentions of drug use, sexual assault, and childhood trauma. For a full list, please see show notes. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing Cruel Seduction by Katie Roberts. And like we like to share, thank you to Sourcebook and NetGalley for our ARC. Um, like with all ARCs, this is for an honest review. We did have some formatting issues like right off the bat. Laura, you want to share yours? Yes. Okay. So formatting issues. I read this through NetGalley and uh, the NetGalley page count is 274. And I read this on my iPad. I read this with the NetGalley app. And you can play with the like font sizes. You can make everything, but you can do all sorts of things. The page count does not change. That page count is set firm at 274. Uh, Jess was sent a hard, no, a paper, paperback yeah. copy. Yeah. I had the, I was fortunate enough to receive a paperback copy of the, of Cruel Seduction. And it's, 362. So we just wanted to put that out there because if there's moments in, and, and this conversation is based on the arcs that we received. So if there are like moments in this episode where we're just, if we sound confused with what the other is saying, we're not sure if it's just like editing or sizing issue or maybe Laura, like maybe a hundred pages were edited out of Laura's copy. And then like I was maybe added a hundred pages. We're not sure. We're going to know as we continue this conversation. Um, but we did kind of discuss briefly before we started recording some of the main pot points that we were aware of. So hopefully, and we seem to hit them. So maybe it was just like how formatting is. It, it doesn't take away the, from the story that we know as of now, but um, we can really jump right into it. Yeah. And I just want to like say that I did have kind of just a blind panic all week about this because I was like, okay, am I reading something that Jess is reading? And it's totally different. How is this going to be? But I discussed this with editor Sam and he said, uh, fuck it. It'll be good content either way. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. This is like when we had our fearless episodes with some of the some of the books that we read in our series where you had the physical copies and then I had tried it with both Audible and ebook and the formatting there we were like we read two very different stories no wonder we weren't understanding the context um since then we've put like a pin in that series until I re- I get the, all of them um, in physical form. So um, this, like we said, this is the fifth book of the Dark Olympus series at this point. Right, Laura? Yes, I do believe this is the fifth book in the series. This, to me, is very much, I would say it's a travel book, but they don't really go anywhere. 
Uh, this book is very much a consequences book, I think is a good way to put it. Uh, Jess, who is in this book? Because the marketing for this book has said it is a very messy book. So who are these messy people? So our four key messy people in this book, which we also get four POVs in all of the chapters, we have Aphrodite, who is also known as Eris. We know her also as Helen slash Ares and Perseus slash Zeus's sister. We have uh, Pandora, who has come from like another city, came over with Minos and his little brood. Um, that also included Theseus. We know Theseus from books Wicked Beauty and Radiant Sin, because in Radiant Sin, our sexy clue book, um, he kills one of the 13, Hephaestus, which enacts one of the clauses, which means Theseus is now the new Hephaestus. We also have um, Aphrodite slash Eris's lover, and we'll, we'll use those interchangeably throughout this book, um, Adonis. And he's like, I'm a pretty boy, golden retriever energy. I am heartbroken that she is marrying for politics and power um, so she could have control of Theseus because we're trying to figure out what's what who is infiltrating this 13 and trying to destroy Olympus from within. And those are just like our main key players. Of course, we have like our reoccurring characters, the rest of the 13. Um, Hades pops in and out. Um, Eurydice, uh, Eurydice pops in and out. We know her as one of the Demetrio sisters. Um, and at this point in the series, we also know that Persephone is just kind of like mentioned, but she's like at home with a baby. Yes. Yes. She is at home with a baby. Uh, and in the beginning, that is like, oh, you know, they don't really like screw anymore here. That's really like not really happening. And later they're like, oh, yeah, she's pregnant. It's like, whoa, fun. Yeah, they were like, oh, the honeymoon phase is over. And yeah, I'm like, not so, so much. Not, not so, so much. much. Uh, shout out to author Katie Robert, who is wonderful and who is a lovely person that I very much enjoyed meeting at a Polycon uh, 2023 in April. Uh, she decided in this book to really use these names interchangeably, which has been a consistent criticism just that you and I have had in this series. It just gets fuck all confusing. And she really did kind of like trim it down and interchange the names, make it so that it was very clear who was who. And I really appreciated that as much as I appreciated this Muse Watch recap of everything that happened in the beginning of the book. Oh, it was the the recap, the Muse Watch. If you're not also familiar with it, Muse Watch is like a two part thing, right? Because we know Muse Watch as the media outlet in Dark Olympus. But if you follow Katie's, um, her new, if you're signed up, subscribed for their newsletter, you can also find out, like, they'll send emails of, like, MuseWatch emails. So you get, like, additional information of what's kind of going on in Dark Olympus. Um, but even if you don't sign up for the newsletter, it doesn't take away from the story either. But the recap especially helps if you're not doing um, it's just like the key points, you know, like previously on such and such. And it's so nice because you that you don't feel like you have to do the reread in order to know where you are in the series. 
Yeah, because especially now in book five, like yeah, that's a lot of books to like really catch up. So yeah, this little like bullet point thing that we have is really fantastic. And it, it just recaps everything that's happened in the books. And then we start off uh, chapter one. We've got Aphrodite and Eris. Uh, I have a criticism. I have a criticism. This tattoo on her hip is not mentioned again for the rest of the book. I already forgot that she had a tattoo. So there we go. There's. So do you think it was just a little addition or do you think it, I mean, it's significant at some point? I don't know because it's an anemone flower. It's a tattoo on her hip. It's still sore. So like, and she has bruises on her hips later in the book. And like, we know Hephaestus like has sex with her quite roughly on their wedding night. And it is just never brought up again. And I, it is something that just, irked me. It irked me. I was like, why is no one talking about this? It must still be red. She just had it done. She's probably still got the shit on it. Like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, it, it was just right off the bat. I was like, ooh. Ooh. Uh, but, but uh, Aphrodite Eris, uh, I like Eris as a character. Uh, she is interesting. She's very Nesta-like. Yeah, and I, she's another one who is very bigger picture and and it's said throughout the whole book it's exactly why she's marrying theseus she has to turn away the love of her like her adonis shows up on her wedding day saying let's run away together let's do this and she goes no this is so much bigger love you but can't and he's crushed. He's crushed. He's a good golden retriever boy, loves her. They have a very tumultuous relationship. We know that this is brought up in Radiant Sin because they went to Minos's party together. They're on again, off again. It's brought up here, too, multiple times. Um, even when they're trying to figure out how to continue their relationship forward later on in the book. And I'm jumping ahead here a little bit. But they go, like, we've never... There's a reason we've never worked with just you and I. Like... There's something that it, it, there's something there. We need to figure it out if we, we have to love each other in a healthy way. And there's an emphasis on how they can move forward to have a healthy relationship, because up until this point, it hasn't been. Yeah. And it is quite consistent when a man comes up to you and interrupts your wedding day preparations or your <laughs> wedding day. Uh, it's a very... <laughs> It's a very selfish thing to do, and it's never really about like you. It's about them, and right. this this is very much this is very much about Adonis. This is very much about him. Like, run away with me, I can save you. But like, no, no, he can't. Um, I like this little line here about uh, Eris's wedding dress and the bridesmaid stresses about how Juliet Juliet uh, doesn't like her, so she didn't she didn't design them. It's just like this little these little like throwaway little Easter egg lines. And it's very fun. Uh, Jess, I know you love a sister moment. How did you like this Helen Eris um, sister embracing situation? Like, you, you don't have to do this. Of course I love a sister moment. And I love that she she is in um, Helen. Helen, because Helen has also knows what it what it means to be part of the politics of the 13. She was groomed under her father, Zeus. Her brother is now Zeus. Her brother put her up for dibs as a trophy in Wicked Beauty. And she said, fuck your politics. I'm going to do things my own way. I'm going to win my own hand in marriage. We love Helen. And and 
and it's said with um, Eris and her relationship. Eris is always saying, like, I wish I had Helen's spirit. She's just like our mother. You know, she's a little bit softer. She's even though she was groomed under the same household, she did it kicking and screaming. And um, and Eris just gives off very much older sister energy. Like, this is what I have to do. This is the responsibility. Um, and these are the expectations that I, I have to withhold. Um, and of course, some abuse is involved with that. A lot of it, actually, based on how she was brought up under her father, Zeus. I also very much love that Helen gives Eris a knife. She's like, you know, do what you have to do. Take care of yourself, you know, because because Eris is going into this Eris Aphrodite, same, same, uh, is going into this marriage with Hephaestus Theseus, same, same, as uh, a true marriage. She's really going to do it. They're going to consummate it. It's going to be a whole thing. There's going to be no grounds for annulment. That's really where um, she's kind of digging her heels in and saying, like, this is how I am going to run this. There's going to be just like no questions. Uh, and Hephaestus like does not want this wedding. He's he's talking to Minos and he's like, you know, I really don't want to do this. His knees all fucked up and that continues throughout the rest of the book. And uh, we get in these first chapters uh, a big inkling that Minos is like really manipulating um, Hephaestus. There's a lot of trauma there. There's a lot of like guilt and a lot of just weird um, like father dynamics there. And I, I feel bad for him towards the towards the end of it. Um, all 274 <laughs> pages of, of my copy uh, towards the end of this. Um, but the, this wedding, this wedding is is nice. It has some throwaway lines of tradition is a trap, right? That's kind of like a theme here. Um, tradition is a trap with the clauses, these weddings. Uh, the 13 themselves, you know, you could say all these traditions are traps in and of themselves. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I like, like Pandora is here. Every, all the 13 is here. This wedding dress, show me the art. Stunning, right? Oh, I loved it. It was like see-through lace. It was like a nude lace or like a flesh tone lace. And then it was all like hugging every curve of her, nothing left to the imagination, all the delicate lace wears covering what should be covered. And even and even all the bridesmaids looked great. And there's a line in here where Theseus is like, why does everybody have to be so hot? Like, this isn't fair. Bridesmaids dresses are supposed to look ugly. And thank you so much, Laura, for never having us look ugly. We look stunning in our red dresses that I still have mine and have worn. Like we've all, I think, have worn ours on like at least more than once. Um, and that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking of your bridesmaids dresses. The red, yeah. Yeah, the red, because it was just so and like it it was just, it was really, it was, it was fun. And this is where we start also getting the type of relationships that everybody has with each other. So you have um, Eris's side of the family, like, or the people in her life. The guys are part of Theseus's party. And really, it's just to be like, I'm watching you. Um, and then he has really his um, best friend, Pandora, on her side, because it was just, it was, he, it wasn't really at his insistence. It was at, um, heiresses because, you know, keep your friends close, your enemies closer kind of thing. And she also knew that was the one person that 
he kept close to her. The only person that like he ever saw smile around, like she knew she as an heiress knew Pandora was important to Theseus. So she was going to have her like under close guards with her. So two things, two things end up happening at the same time. Eris, Aphrodite, same person. I'm, I'll, I'll switch you on my will. And Hephaestus go off to have, as Eris says, lackluster sex. I love that. I love that. While that is happening, while they're consummating their marriage, while that is happening, uh, Eurycity, Eurycity comes up to Pandora and is like, hey, you want to get out of here? And, <laughs> and Pandora's like, are you coming on to me? And Eurycity is like, no, no, I'm not coming on you, but like, we could be friends, you know, we're the same, bon, bon, bon. Do you want to go to a sex club? <laughs> and it's like... The way what? that this sex, the sex... I mean, one thing Katie's good at is always including a sex club. We know this. The casualness, like, Katie makes it seem like sex clubs are very... They're just everywhere. And people just... Remember those memes where they go, I wish people offered me drugs as much as they told yeah. you at like they wouldn't dare like yeah. that's how people I feel like I got cheated <laughs> like you want to go to a second like where where are those people just like saying hey you want to kind of like explore some curiosity yeah it's you don't like do anything just watch just watch it's totally fine I, like come on no, no one has ever approached me and nobody that I have ever trusted <laughs> has approached me and asked me that um I have been yelled that <laughs> You know, but no one I've ever trusted. Maybe one day. Uh, I The thing that I like about Pandora, and I like Pandora a lot, is that she's drinking a lot. She knows that she's drinking too much. She's, like, aware of it. Um, but she does shoot off text messages to Ariadne and uh, Icarus. Icarus? Yeah. Yeah, Icarus. And says, like, this is where I'm going. This is who I'm with. Like, she's like, they probably won't see him now, but they'll see him later. If there's a problem, like, they'll catch it. I do like that she had, like, the wherewithal to do that. Um, which is fun. And also the third part of this, I guess, is that Eurycity is also trying to um, make contact with Ariadne online so that they can bring Ariadne over to their side. Right. Because Apollo has been hinting since Radio Sin, like she doesn't want any part of this. She is very much a caged bird. And now she's being kept under wraps because Basically, Minos knows that she's loose-lipped and wants to jump ship. Um, but I also think this is a part, to, it's important to know at this part, like Eurydice, like we've known from book one, she's living in Lower City. We also know that there's a barrier and we also know that that barrier is faltering and getting weak. So like the casualness of just um, Pandora being able to cross this barrier to get to the sex club, I'm like... Now everybody has access to it, and they even say it's like the worst kept secret, but everybody still whispers about it. Yeah, everybody still wants it. Everybody still wants it. So they go to the sex club, and Eurycity, Chiron, and Pandora meet Aphrodite there. And Aphrodite's like, hey, 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 and they end up uh, back at Aphrodite's house. Um, I do want to just circle back very quickly to the quote, lackluster sex. Um, Talking back, no, talking a little bit more about the tradition being a trap theme, um, Hephaestus will not consummate his relationship with Aphrodite without wearing a condom. And he stops and says, like, you will not trap me this way. Like, I will not have children with you. Uh, and that is like, he says that very clearly from the beginning. And I, I just wanted to point that out. You don't see that 
a lot. And you ha- you haven't seen that in this series, someone being like, you will not trap me this way, um, being very specific about it. Yeah, because we've had a lot of talk about, I mean, and, and we praise Katie for it, about like the conversation with consent and like checking about protection and birth control and and testing. And that happens here. And he even says, he goes, look, papers can be forged. But he's also saying he as an theseus, um, he's saying like, yeah, um, but this is this you can't lie about kids. And she's like, jokes on you. I don't want anything to do with you. But like respect. And they both have like an internal dialogue about how they respect each other for because she was also prepared. She had condoms in the nightstand. He was like. But respect that she knew that I was going to ask that. Everybody's like, because every that's the thing between everybody in Olympus, especially the 13, is they're trying to think ahead of the other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is just like a fantastic segue to uh, Pandora passed out at Eris's house and Eris staging that photo and taking the photo, posting it online with random emojis and just like sitting back and waiting for the fallout, fallout being Hephaestus, just like storming in. I do love this little detail of Eris having like a very elaborate bougie coffee and tea routine that like calms her down. It's very fun. And I'd like to see her set up. Um, Fantastic. Fantastic. And keep in mind, this is all happening. She hasn't slept at all. She's kind of been, and there's a comment where she goes, she's like, she's gone 48 hours. She still hasn't slept. And she's after, you know, she's ex- uh, expecting all of this. She's expecting um, Hephaestus to come over and be upset that Pandora is in her bed. She's like, nobody's going to know who it is except Theseus. So he comes over roaring. And even after she walks away, he walks away. Eris is like, I can he doesn't even see that I'm already so ahead of him because how did he get up? How did he get past security? How did he get through my door? All of this was concocted and I like counted on his rage for me, like leaning into his best friend to set him off. And she's like, and he played right into my hand. And even meeting uh, Eurydice at the bar after this to be like, hey, is everything going according to plan? Um, Eurydice is like, that, that photo and, and, um, and Eris is like, look, I draw the line at sexual assault. She, and she's like, oh, but you're okay with murder? She's like, it's 13. We're 13. This is a yeah, she's what like, shut expect? up. She's like, this is the one thing. <laughs> it's like, come on. Come on. We don't, we're in one, one murder. One murder. But you know, and you know what was really, and this is like where you obviously see everything set up and we've known this has been getting set up since Neon Gods, but you're seeing it like the, the circle is getting more closed where Eurydice is like, why me? Why are you picking me? You know not to fuck with me just because of all my sisters. And, and Eris straight up says, she's like, look, everybody protects you like this precious little gem. And they don't realize that like how much power and value you hold. And this definitely strokes Eurydice's ego because she is, she does have these thoughts about not feeling valuable and just like this thing that needs to be protected. Um, And she has value in like, wow, somebody is depending on me and not just because of my looks. Very Elaine energy, I could feel. Very Elaine energy. 
And uh, I, the quote that I wrote down is, they have kink clubs everywhere. They aren't mythical, which is just like very funny. Like, okay, all right. Sure, 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 sure. I believe you. I absolutely believe you. I And and Pandora and Eris is like, yeah, let's go. Come on. You want to go? You want to go? You want to go? Don't they have them in the place that starts with an A where all of these people are from? A-A-E-A-E-A. A E A E A. A E A E A. That place. They Somebody also. Who, if, if you're Greek, I'm assuming it's Greek because we're like dealing with Greek mythology here. If somebody who's listening speaks Greek, please feel free. Send us a DM with a little voice memo that tells us how we're supposed to be saying that. Yeah, because it's going to be the place with an A where they're from because. I've asked several people how to say it. <laughs> I can't. Um, but they also have kink clubs in the place with an A where they're from. And this is, this is, I like this, um, you know, come with me. Come on out tonight. Come on out tonight. You know, it's so, so fun. So fun. So fun. Uh, I just, I just like that. It's like, let's go to the sex club. You know, every, every, all of these books are like, let's have something to do with the sex club it's not a casual it can't be a casual bar let's not go to starbucks yeah why, no. why do that yeah no 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine uh but but uh i i have i have though um when pandora and eris do go to the club and they are aggressively fingering each other you know that's fine um there is the first reference of humans being earthy and that is repeated uh, from starting here throughout the rest of the book, earthy as a description, which, uh, you know, I, I perked up a little bit like that's weird. That's a weird way. Yeah. That's very, very specific. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but you know, earthy, earthy. Um, you know, but before that, we meet, uh, Icarus and Ariadne. When uh, Pandora goes home and we get a little background on them, you know, Icarus being the true son to Minos, he's the outsider of the family and they are on house arrest. They can't go to the kink club. Minos has ordered them to stay inside. I find it very interesting. I know this is like, it, it's definitely to differentiate the relationships, um, the type of familial dynamics that are going on here, how, and I mean, and this is kind of brought up in, uh, and Cassandra picks up on this in Radiant Sin about how Minos will like show off Icarus and, and Ariadne um, being specific as to these are my biological children. And these are just like my foster kids. And even with, um, Theseus and Pandora, they don't refer to him as like a father. They refer to him as a foster father. And really, it, that's really just at that point, it's almost like a legal guardian because we get some background of like how they became like basically how he, they were adopted out of the system when they were 15 um, into like his, his guardianship, really. Yeah, into his guardianship. And that story that like Eris calls it like his sob story later is the thing that kind of bonds everybody together. It's just kind of like we're all people here kind of situation. Like I had a bad childhood. You had a bad childhood. We all had a bad childhood. 
so I, I do, I, I like that they kind of explore that a little bit. Um, we haven't touched on Adonis taking, uh, Theseus to his like family bar where they strike the deal to like revamp his image. I like that they flirt a little bit here. And I do want to refer to the other parent. Uh, I, I know that that phrasing is intentional. It's another little thing where I was just like, okay, okay. Sure. So the, the other parent, it's not the mother. So there's that. But I just thought it was just more like of a non-binary inclusive parent situation, but we don't know. We don't we know. know. We don't So did I, but we don't know. So I'm pointing it out. So, you know, it's a, it's a strange phrase. Different it's phrase. It's a different phrase. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh, gonna pay attention to that because they're striking a deal here. And then, like, later, and later, Adonis has like a full conversation with his mother where they talk about like your parent, you know, your other parent. It's just like, okay, okay are you, are you intentionally, here's my point, are you intentionally concealing that name and that's gonna like play in later? Or is that like a, like, specific reason situation do you know what i mean yeah because adonis even says because they're talking about like different types of relationship whether it's monogamy and polyamory and adonis mentions a comment like oh my parents are you know happily you know happily married so it's not a situation of like a really messy parental relationship where it's like the other guy like that doesn't seem like this is the situation because adonis clarifies that they are happily in a monogamous relationship yeah, it's just one of these things. We're paying attention. And this deal here that Theseus and Adonis strike is to like play the doting husband in the media. We're revamping our image. And they're also wildly attracted to each other. I mean, yeah. what? Does Katie write like not attractive people? She does is not. She does not. Everybody, of course, everybody's attracted to everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So part of, uh, Theseus Hephaestus's like new image revamp is that he, uh, needs to be seen as the doting husband. So he's waiting for Eris, like in the apartment, um, to come home. And he's like, you know, where were you? Da 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 da. They have like angry. This is where they have angry sex. Yes. And they fall asleep together. Yeah, this is the second time they've finally slept together. And she had just come from the club hooking up. Yeah, I guess because yeah. she wasn't. Yeah, because she didn't get off. Right, she was getting Pandora off, and 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 Theseus said, "Like, I see lipstick on her. I know that shade. I know that smell." Before Eris could even tease him that she's been like fooling around with his best friend, he's like, "I smell it all over you." Don't fuck with her. Don't hook up with her. She means every like he literally just put his showed his whole hand right there, and she was like, "Make me, yeah, oh, okay, okay, make me." Uh, the 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 big point there, though, of course, there's like smut there, and it's lovely, but uh, the point here being that they fall asleep together. Eris finally sleeps, and that is how Adonis finds them uh, sleeping together, like actually sleeping together. Um, and he kind of like bursts in is like, oh my God, what is going on? Like, how are you? Because there was an attack on Athena. The discourse that uh, Minos and Theseus and all of them were trying to sow is here. Consequences. That's why I said that at the top of the, the episode. Um, here are our consequences. Now, the general public is aware of like 
90% of the assassination clause. They just don't have that last piece to like really lock it in. So they are just on um, a spree really for any vulnerable member of the 13. It's, it's the purge. It's the purge it's for the, the purge. 13. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. It is the purge for the 13. Um, so I, again, I have here Adonis. Adonis is looking at Theseus and he describes him as earthy. That's the second time. Again, what? Okay. Why? <laughs> it's just okay. And Adonis is hurt through all of this because he has spoken to uh, Theseus at this time. And because he knows how restless of a sleeper that Eris is, the only time, like, there were times where, like she says earlier in the book, she goes, the only time she was able to sleep is sometimes she would go over to, um, she would go over to Adonis's and that's when she would actually get like a full rested night's sleep. So that's what, and, and, and Theseus was so confused. He's like, yeah, you keep saying we slept, like, we, we were exhausted. We were tired. And he's like, that's not, it's so much bigger and deeper than that um but everything is always bigger and deeper because they're using like given names and not title names and but again to what laura said at the top of the episode the clarification in this is beautiful like you know you weren't trying to know who we were connecting it was great Yes, it was. You could just like take that brain power out of it and focusing it on other things, which is um, Hephaestus runs like home after this because he really doesn't want to go work in his building because those people are smarter than he is. Wah. <laughs> and he doesn't like waiting for four hours of reports because it makes him feel stupid. Wah. Um, so he goes home and yells at Pandora, which is like, you know, great, super, super great, super great, super great. And he's like, you know, uh, you, you know, you're being used like you're naive. She's like, stop right there. Enough, sir. We grew up in the exact same place, the exact same lessons. We had the exact same life. Who the fuck are you to say that I am naive, sir? Get off. Get off my dick. And I love Pandora for that. I like Pandora. You know what? I also like every time that Theseus tries to tell her something, just like when he came over to be like, get your shit. We're going home. She's like, I was, but now I'm not. No, I'm not. And he recognizes that in himself. He's like, I am self-aware enough to know that that was the wrong thing to do. I know her better enough that I can't be giving ultimatums because she'll do the complete opposite, even if it's against her own safety, just to prove a fucking point. And you know what? I get it. Yep, I absolutely get it. I also get that there are only three sex scenes in this book, and there are a lot more politics. And some of the politics here is Theseus overhears Minos talking about uh, dock shipments and, uh, you know, once those shipments are delivered, it's all going to change and that the lower city barrier is holding, even though it is faltering, but it is holding. And Minos is just like, you need to fix your fucking image, my guy. You're making us look weak. And let's add to this is that while all this is also happening, the 13 has met twice. They met earlier. Well, and it was 12 of the 13 because her, uh, I was going to say Hermione. Whoa. Still <laughs> Hermes. Clearly I'm in like manacled mode. Um, Hermes isn't there and everybody's like, where's Hermes? And we know that Hermes kind of like flits in and out and she was so significant in the taking down of the 13 or really Hephaestus in Radiant Sin because she gave information to Minos or or in exchange for information from him of the person she was looking for. And 
it was all a crock of shit because she's like, I, I knew all that. I knew all that information. That gives me nothing. So she's just outside beyond the border. And I guess like part of her role is that she is allowed to be. So there was a loose conversation about shipments and ports in Radiant Sin. So that kind of is brought back into this part of the book. So we know, and if you've been reading the whole series, you know that Poseidon is one of the 13. He oversees the shipping docks. Um, but he kind of like, likes being left alone. Nobody really fucks with him. And it's the same thing with like Rowan Whitethorn, whoever is going to come out of that situation. It's never going to be not Poseidon. Yep. You don't want to fuck with Poseidon. I'm excited to see where Poseidon goes because we have so little of his character. Uh, but Pandora, after after dealing with this, like getting yelled at by Theseus, is just like, you know what? Fuck this. And she goes over to Aphrodite, Eris, and she and Eris bond over some childhood trauma. And she tells her kind of like the bare bones of that, like, Theseus killed this guy for me to protect me. Uh, you know, then like we're together. Kind of. He's just like my best friend. There's like nothing, nothing there, nothing there. Um, but it was after this, after he killed this guy, that Minos uh, adopted him. And I just kind of got like dragged along. So like they, they, and then Eris is like, well, my childhood was also shitty. My dad was really terrible. He did all of this to me. And we also get uh, through a little bit of exposition um, from Adonis that Zeus, Eris's father, uh, broke like two fingers on her left hand, like all of this stuff. So just as you said, there was definitely abuse there. And I also like speaking, just like speaking lightly on that. I like that Katie also adds into the fact that abuse doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It's the psychological trauma that comes with narcissism, like narcissist parents, including like how she like they talk about silent treatment a lot and like pinning siblings against each other. Like the, you know, things that are supposed you would think are like more political machinations like happening in a sibling dynamic with narcissistic parents. Like it is such like a CPTSD that I even even though it's not super delved into, I appreciate the acknowledgement that this is a form of abuse. Absolutely. And it is from this kind of shared bonding between Eris and Pandora that we get this like Pandora doesn't want to be kept, right? Like she doesn't want to be in a box. That's the end line. She doesn't want to be in a box. Um, but Eris is like, fine, 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 fine. I know that we fit together very physically, but let's not have sex. Let's have open communication. Let's prove that we fit in other parts of life um, because I want to spend more time with you. I want to be around you, but I know that you are too curious to be like kept. Okay, cool. While that is happening, uh, Hephaestus and Adonis bang, bang, fuck, fuck, fuck me like you love me. So, so, and you want to know something? Katie has been sharing and like teasing fuck me like you love me for over a year and how excited they were to share this and that we can have this now. It's we love fuck me like you love me. It's so sweet. It and is sweet. <laughs> and it, it's, it's good. It's a, it's, it's like spice <sighs> good. Like it's written well, but it's also like it's that's a nice trope. It's such a it's a trope that you don't realize is there until like somebody gives it to you and you're like, yes, this trope. We love this trope. But rolling into literally not even 24 hours later, you got you have Eris Aphrodite. How long have y'all been fucking? Yeah. She's like, oh. ah, she's like, you, you, you guys came right over. You rushed right over. What, what the fuck is this? Cause there's, a, I love it in the, in our versions. They're italicized. She, no, no. 
she she stopped. She's like, this this doesn't make sense until she calls him out on it. And she goes, they kept their cool, but she saw Adonis Tensa. And Theseus was just like, since last, last night. night. <laughs> It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, it's of course, so good. of course, that conversation happens after Aphrodite is attacked um, by oh, yeah. a, a by a gunman like, in her office. Yeah. yeah, but but that but that happens. Like there, uh, Hephaestus is there. He's playing the husband. He's there to like throw in her face that he had sex with Adonis. But he gets there and he's like, "Do you want to have dinner? Like, you want to have dinner? Like, I don't know. There's like." There's something, there's something. And he sees the attack happen. He saves Aphrodite, um, but she like scrapes up her legs. He bandages them. She leaves them on. It's a whole thing. Um, she does have a panic attack in her office. We're really humanizing Aphrodite a lot. Um, but then, but then it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. 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 Hephaestus doesn't really know what to do. He leaves, right? He leaves there. He doesn't stay with her and wait for Ares to come. He like leaves there. Um, but then after it's Aphrodite and she's crying in the shower, right? And, and, and Hephaestus is like, I do not know what to do. What do I do? I am a dumb man. Help me, Pandora, help. And Pandora's like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? Oh my God, call Adonis. You will fuck this up. Call Adonis. I'll be there in the morning. And I like this part because, yes, we love the acknowledgement that he's like, I'm a dumb man. But we, to an extent, because he's not so dumb that he didn't think to not call for help. He was like, what do I do, Pandora? You care. You've been kind of fucking around with her. Like, what what do I do? And And at this point... Uh, both Adonis and Pandora had been calling and texting him all day, and he hasn't responded to anybody. He So then when he's getting everybody, calling everybody back, they were like, this is why you've been ignored. You haven't talked to us all day. Like, we have been just reaching out to just, like, say, hey, what's up? And you've been withholding this information. Um, Adonis comes exactly what she needs, and they all have a beautiful threesome we love it there because at this point they're all been sleeping together in various capacities now it all comes to accumulation because at this point they're realizing crap i like you more and i'm supposed to hate you what the fuck with my emotions what the fuck with my emotions uh we'll talk about it at the end a little a little little criticism on the timeline um but with with emotions um but yeah you're right there is a very beautiful uh dp scene here you know very very nice very nice uh i like adonis's quote like she's my monster and i don't want her declawed love that love that um because eris like pushed through the day she took clients she did eat like she had to portray this like strength right because she gives everything for the city she's embraced her role like this is the image she has to portray, like strength or whatever, right? Um, but she gets DP, you know, she gets dicked down real good. And um All of them do. All of them all do. All of them do. Good for them. And and this is the moment where Hephaestus Theseus uh they has a moment, he's like, he really feels needed. He was like directing everything. It, it kind of like balanced is the word that they use out uh the relationship there. And then that's kind of reflected in the domestic bliss scene in the morning. Just this is what you said, we're like, how long you've been fucking? And um 
Pandora is there making omelets. Uh, I, I am a little stuck on Pandora because I do feel like she's left out, but she doesn't want to be in. So, which is, it throws me off. And Laura, we talked about this at the beginning of the, like before we started recording with the fan art that we've seen that has, that has been out there promoting this book I kept waiting for the scene where it was all four of them. Yeah, so was I. So was I. So it was it was surprising that Pandora was insistent uh, repeatedly that she would not have a sexual relationship with Theseus and she was just not interested in a, in Adonis really overmuch and that she usually preferred women. I was just like, oh, okay. I think, yeah, I think, and, and I understand from different, like, poly relationships that that dynamic is popular that it's not always going to be everybody uh, everybody is going to be involved but everybody is going to be accepting yeah i just i don't know i i i just wanted in pandora to be included because she just she's not included in her in her minos family right she's the outsider there and i just i just you know but she seems happy so i guess you know she's happy it is what it is And she's happy to feel, I think, and there's something that she always says, like, when it's her interactions with Icarus and Ariadne, where she was like, you know what? I was always disposable to Minos. They're under lock and key. There's something to be said about, like, someone being apathetic towards you because she goes, I have this freedom. I'm coming and going as I please. No pun intended. Um, But she really... There is a sense of freedom there, even in this new city, of not being locked down. Um, But she does get that need um, through the relationship that she's starting to establish with Adonis and Hephaestus and, and Aphrodite because... She says, like, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to take care of you. Somebody, you know, she and all of them, because first she was like doting on uh, Eris and then she's making sure everybody's fed because like she knows Pandora knows that other people aren't necessarily going to take time out of their day for themselves. So like she's keeping everybody on track. Um, And I think that um, what would it be considered? I guess like acts of service. I think so. Yeah. Acts of service. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Where are we? We're we're at the meeting. We're at the confrontational meeting with Minos, uh, coming to the meeting with the thirteen, being like, "Hey!" Uh. But the thirteen didn't know this. Like Zeus knew. They the, mm-hmm. all the thirteen knew was that we were like, we need to have a meeting with all of us, Sans uh, Hermes, and they were like, we can't be colluding behind each other's back. Like we need to be on the same page, at least share that we're having this meeting it's up to the 13 if they want to be in or out and participate but we're not we're not not you know leaving anybody out so everybody pretty much shows up and then minos walks in zeus expected it he yeah. orchestrated it and everybody was like what the fuck what are you doing here Zeus is like what's up i'm i'm done i'm done with the bullshit my man cards on table what do you want what's up I respect the fuck out of Perseus for doing that. Honestly, like the balls that takes just like lay it out. Well, I mean, we are also five books in and Perseus is like, I've been playing nice guy. I've been, which is what's scaring Eris at the end of this, you know, this meeting. Cause he's like, 
these are the these are the new stipulations. I'll, if I have to start ruling the way that dad did through fear, then I will. Yep. Yep. Uh, so really nothing, nothing happens here. What happens here is what there's a private meeting afterwards. Um, but there is a little Hera Artemis hand touching moment that we have to, we have to touch on that because it's just like a little, it's like, Oh, what is that? It's like, Oh, what is that? Uh, that's probably coming up later on in the books. Uh, right. Probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. I mean, I, I don't know what the next ones are. I know Midnight Ruin, but that's more of a Eurydice and Charon, I know, are in that one. Um, but definitely, because it was something, it was so, it was meant to not be noticed, except Hephaestus picked up on it. Yep. Yep. All right. So here we are. Here we are now in the private meeting. After that meeting went to hell and everybody stormed out and nothing got done. And uh, Zeus is starting to lose it, just as you said. He's starting to really scare everybody. And he says, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. Three days... Turn your husband to our side, Eris, or I'm going to murder the fuck out of him. Well, and let's not forget that Eris was the one who proposed it. He was ready to just, like, unalive him on the spot. And she's like, I can turn him because he's questioning her. And he goes, are you compromised? Are you compromised? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm not compromised, but, like, it's like Ariadne. Like, we could probably get him to side with us. He goes, you have three days. Yep. And everybody's kind of in a pickle here, too, because Apollo's in this meeting. Hi, Apollo. And he's like, listen, listen, we have to do something. Like, the city is in chaos. There's all these attempts on everybody's life. Like, Helen is super stressed about all this bullshit. Like, why don't why don't we go public with the barrier? Why Why don't we tell them that, you know, all this shit is happening? Because Apollo is just like, because this is bad. All of this is bad. And they're like, no. No, 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 no. We're just, we're just gonna, we're just gonna off Hephaestus. That, that, that's gonna do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. And Apollo's just like, that's not gonna do it. Cause it's not, it doesn't solve the problem that everybody knows about this clause to an extent. Uh, unaliving Hephaestus that, okay, there's gonna still be another Hephaestus. There's always gonna be a 13. So. Like, it doesn't solve the problem. And this also is where things start click clicking into place for Hephaestus because of information that Era shares with him where he's like, I was always collateral damage. Yeah. And, and well, that that uh, meeting kind of like comes up next because Hephaestus goes to Minos and he's like, tell me the plan. Tell me the plan. And the Minotaur is like, tell me the plan, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you're here, too. Okay. All right, cool. Um, and Mino says, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, yeah, you're collateral damage because you're one of the 13 now. We're going to abolish the 13 and the benefactor, who's a woman, is going to come and she's going to take over and she's going to rule. I'm not going to rule. I, Minos, I'm not going to rule. I like being close to power, not the one in power. And our benefactor, uh, Olympus, owes her a debt and she is going to fucking do whatever she wants to it. So then the question has to be, who is the benefactor? Uh, the immediate thought is that it's Hermes, but like, eh, I don't know how that would fit. My thought is that it's Eris's mom. I think that makes sense. And I was going to, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. We knew it. I thought it was assumed that we knew it wasn't Hermes because at the end of um, Radiant Sin, the benefactor is who Hermes is trying to get information from. So, but when I, I wanted to ask you, I'm like, who could this person be? When you said Eris's mom, I was like, oh, 
that's a good speculation because I was either thinking, not that, but somebody from Wicked Beauty because of how often, like, we had been speculating for some time about um, the connection between Hercules and Wicked Villain and Hercules in this series. Um, but it's kind of, we were like, well, Hercules wasn't hasn't really been brought up um, through that speculation and through reading multiple books. Um, Katie has since brought out that Hercules is that connection kind of thing between the two worlds in a way. And because of how often Hercules is brought up here, we're like, well, is that is that female benefactor possibly somebody from Wicked Villains? But everything is speculation because even at the end of this book, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We do know that they keep mentioning Hercules. Like, every single chance that you could possibly bring him up, Hercules is brought up. Also, as long as we're on the topic of things that are brought up kind of for no reason, but repetitively, is the soullessness of the city. And how the architecture has no soul, there's no color, there's no life, how it's not like this in the place with an A where everybody is from. Uh, it is it is like soulless. So Hercules and then soullessness. I don't know what the theme is there, but it's there. Someone smarter can tell us. Well, and then also with the Hercules, it's it's the he'll never come back. And I'm like, never say never. Yeah. Okay. Like you're like, oh, well, that's just you telling me he's never going to come back and never going to make like he's so happy. And I'm like, is he? Because this is very this is giving me he's definitely coming back, actually. Yeah. It's like, "Mm, uh, no, no. mm, Okay. The soullessness is interesting because then I also remember an electric idol. It's exactly why Psyche does all the interior decorating for Eros because she's like, everything is so cold. Like she wanted so much personality brought to their home space. Yeah. There's a theme there. There's a theme there. I I don't know what it is. It is, it is something. It's a theme. (laughs) It's a theme. It's a theme. Uh, So we, we have Adonis and Eris then going to, uh, going to lunch, meeting lunch where Pandora ordered them food. Uh, This is like our delivery, like delivery, let's order in food that comes up later. And this is where they agree that um, a four way relationship would be best for them. So Adonis and Eris, agree that their relationship was like missing something that there was like a piece missing that they really felt like their the domestic bliss that they experience is what they want and they could have that good for them and i know what's also really nice is that even like they're, they're like proposing different things they're getting everybody on the same page the last person they have to have like be on the same page with them as theseus is that they're like, oh, this is this is gonna be messy, and they're like, any messier than it is now? Like, they're like, well, good point. Like, I like you, you like her. We're I'm fucking my ex and his wife, and it's all all over the place. But like, I think, and they, they, they there's so much acknowledgement, and there's communication, and it's almost like we're gonna be hyper aware that this is there's gonna be some hiccups, but we yeah. also have to agree that we're willing to work through them if we want this to work. Speaking of working through it, if you want it to work, Pandora, our little piece Pandora, uh, she goes over and meets Eris and they're like, you know, she's dressed up. It's like a whole thing. And Eris is like, hey, 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 beachy dubs, beachy dubs, beachy dubs. I know you don't want to be kept in a box. I know this. Here's a box for you, though. It's called a bedroom. And in this bedroom, there's a smaller box called a closet. And inside that closet is loungewear that I have bought for you. So please hang out here. 
in this box. <laughs> mi casa a, su casa. Yeah, mi casa su casa. Uh, it's an apartment, so I imagine it's a lot of boxes stacked on each other. Is there symbolism? I don't know. Uh, but here's Pandora. Here comes here comes Adonis. Here comes Hephaestus. Here comes uh, a foursome domestic bliss until poison on the takeout, until mass gunman attack, until knife in Eris's belly. I was not expecting this, I'll be totally honest. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it with Eris. I was expecting it with Hephaestus. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Because he kept saying uh, he couldn't breathe and that he it was getting hard for him to yell. So I thought he got, like, shot in the lung and, I don't know, the, like a collapsed lung, I guess, situation. I thought that's what was happening to him the entire time. And then I was like... Double take, look at, like, Eris is the one who has it. And then, of course, um, and at this point, it was only Eris and Hephaestus because with all the poison food, they're like, Ugh, now we got to go out and get more food, but let's just throw this out. So um, Adonis and Pandora were like, we're going to throw this out together, safety in numbers. But also they're leaving uh, Eris to throw it onto Theseus. You're going to have to tell him about this polyamorous relationship we want to have have fun bye and they come back like what the fuck happened there's a gunman there's like there's two right like they just kind of barge into the door because they didn't come through the window because at that point there's a previous conversation that um what should have been the clue which i don't know i i remember reading it and i was like huh and i just kept reading because helen slash aries is like be safe sis and she's like look if why are you going to have people? I'm on the 40th floor. If I get attacked on the 40th floor, you have bigger issues to worry about with your people. And and this is also, of course, you knew something was going to happen because Achilles was like, fine, I'll leave you. But I'd feel much better if I had like two guys just like hanging around. She's like, I'll call you if I need anything. He's like, I guess that's OK. You know, he got reamed out by Helen that he was did, that was not OK. Not yeah. okay. At it was all. it was not okay. It was not okay at all. And and there is now a concern that uh everyone is compromised at the hospital, right? Like the doctors, the 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 ambulance drivers, everybody could be out to kill Eris and take the spot and in the way that they think they could take the spot. Um because of the claws. So it's like, oh my God, oh my God. So Adonis and Pandora stay to clean the house, which I thought was very thoughtful. Um, while Zeus and Hephaestus and, or Zeus goes with Eris to the hospital and Hephaestus goes to confront Minos. So it's like three separate directions there. But then Adonis and Pandora start freaking out. They're like, oh my God, what if something happens at the hospital? So they rush to the hospital. That would have been me. I would have been, I would have been like overthinking, rightfully so, because they're like, everybody's compromised at this point. Because even if, and you know, they're trying to be logical, like Zeus is there, nothing's going to happen. And at the same time, you're like, but Zeus is one of the 13. If everybody's compromised. So I get that fear. Um, but it's all like three different things are happening at the same time. So you're like, and it's the same timeline. While this is happening over here, this other thing is happening over here. The other thing being, um, Hephaestus confronting Minos again and pushing through the trauma that like this trauma bond and guilt and responsibility of being tethered to this person who he felt obligated to, um, for taking care of him for half his life. 
Yeah, with the threat, I'll skin you alive, right? Like, fuck you, my guy. Just like you taught me, you know I fucking can, too. And he says, like, he paled. Yep. He's like, oh, oh, gosh. Uh, but that's a clean break, then. So because because uh, Hephaestus Theseus is going to resign, he hates his position. It doesn't fit for him. He's going to resign. He doesn't want it. And Minos is like, oh, well, fuck, okay. Um, but then he... He, Theseus, is walking past the Minotaur, and the Minotaur is like, hey, dude, what, what the fuck are you doing? It's like a sinking ship, my guy. He's like, I'm going to go chase some happiness. You should chase some happiness, too. So, like, obviously, I know we're getting a book with the Minotaur, um, but that that was very interesting. And then the, he just kind of – but here's the thing. Like, he didn't kill him because he said earlier that he wouldn't be able to kill him. Um, he, Theseus – um, him, Minos. Um, but like, that's unresolved. Like, nothing happened there. He just yelled at him and ran away. It's like, I think it's like, I think it's just like the, just experiencing trauma in a different way. Like, this type of uh, parental child relationship, for lack of a better term. He's like, I can't kill you, but I'm going to go no contact. Which is helpful for him personally, not helpful for the city. No, it's not helpful for the city. Didn't glean any plans. No. Didn't stop anything. No, the only thing that he does do, and he's like, hey, Zeus, BT dubs, there's this shipment. And I don't know, but like, you're going to get some answers. Maybe. Maybe. And and Zeus is like, bet, finds out. And he's like, so the shipment has already been like collected but like thanks for looking out or trying yeah cool cool helps us nothing yeah helps not at all but okay and then and then this is the last scene in the book we have a big love declaration in the hospital right everybody's there aphrodite's gonna resign it's gonna go to her assistant Celi. um hephaestus is gonna resign he doesn't want it they're choosing love they're choosing the three of them not the four of them the book ends and it says three not four um because pandora doesn't want to go into a box I just feel like she's left out. I, that no, I, wait, I'm rereading it and it's coming from, hold on, chapter 37, Aphrodite's point of view. For the first time in my life, I want love, not power. More, I can have it with these three together. So she's talking about herself with the three of them. So it is four. It doesn't sit right with me. It, I, it doesn't sit right with me. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. Is it because you have, like, the triangle that's so interconnected with each other? Yes. And you, yes. is that why? Okay. Yes. That's that's why it is. Because you have a triangle, and then she's on the outside. And even though she chooses to be on the outside, when she wants inside, she will never be in the triangle. She will only ever be with Eris on one side. So, I I don't know. I don't know. It is not it is not sitting. I think there are relationships like this in real life that I don't understand. I know myself like I try to see like, okay, could I put myself in this situation? Does it seem all like it's going to work great? Sure. However, I know my own insecurities. I would be the person constantly feeling like I'm looking into something and I would uh, like have that anxious like avoidance style where I start avoiding everybody and pulling 
be reclusing myself because I don't feel like I'd be a part of it. But that's my own insecurities. So that's how I try to look at it as like, I wonder if Pandora is feeling that way. Just like when she was like, I really, I felt bad about the breakfast, even though she wanted to. They were like, can I get eggs? Can I get eggs? Can I get eggs? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely on all fronts, as I usually do. Uh, I couldn't do this. I would also feel that I was intruding and like taking taking away from their like deep family dynamic. But she's gonna live there, maybe sometimes. I, I they said they were gonna readdress it because Theseus was straight up like fuck no, not yeah. because he didn't want them part of the relationship, but he was worried about the safety of her bringing like whoever. Like you can have all the partners you want, but like that also affects the safety dynamic, not just for me, but for like the other two people and their triad of a relationship. But it is a polyamorous relationship. In what works for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, good for them all around. It's just it's just me. It's just, this is all my own shit. This is all my own shit. <laughs> um, speaking of all my own shit, as long as, <laughs> as long as we're just, like, dumping. It just, let's, let's. Uh, another part of my own shit is that I have been very deeply involved in uh, my Dramini spiral, which that I, I do. And those fix are the slowest of slow burns. The slowest of slow years, years. We're talking years. So, <laughs> and you've been really good. I mean, I know this is a little off topic, but you've been really good about picking fix that are completed. Could you imagine the ones that have been going on for years? No. Uh, I, one no. of one of um, our friends, I'll tell you about who it is after. Um, this person has written fanfic, hasn't updated it since 2015. And that person still gets email notifications that people are just waiting. Could you imagine? Could you no. imagine? No, I could not. The expectation <laughs> and the pressure would absolutely crush me. I would be Ash. Um, okay. I mentioned early on in the episode that I wanted to talk about the timeline real fast. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up because I had such an issue. Hot damn. These people fall in love fast. Uh, uh, you know, good for them. Good for them. No criticism. Just, you know, love is very free in this city, but hot fucking damn. This is like a week. Yeah, because they've only I mean, it was really only a couple days because I mean, there was a specific line that I think even Eris says where she goes, if you told me a week ago that I'd love my husband that I wanted dead. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like, oh, oh okay. Sure, sure. It fits. It fits with the story. It's consistent in the world of the story, which is yeah. you know, the thing that you have to look for. Yes, it's romance. Yes, yes. I understand. I understand. I understand. I just don't know what they fell in love with. Orgasms? Because, the, the, yeah, that was like, they're like, oh, my God, I've fallen for her. And I'm like, where? When? How? Who? Who did you? The eye contact during the sex, <laughs> like right, like that's that's the tender moments. Well, I don't know, I don't know. You know, good for them. It's all good for them. But again, it's fantasy. Like I think that's we've had this conversation before. That sometimes it's like we have to take our the two of our big three for both of us are earth signs. So like that logic and earthiness. <laughs> The earthiness. 
That's an we excellent have- way to circle back, Jess. The earthiness. What is the earthiness here? <laughs> we have to remove that a little bit to be like, hmm, maybe not so much. We removed it and we gave it to Hephaestus and Adonis. They took our earthiness. Um, very fun. Very fun. I hope to never be described as earthiness. If you meet me in person, please never say that to me. I will again turn into ash. Jeez. Uh, um, I I do have to say, though, I when I am talking about the timeline and just how quickly these characters uh, fell in love, that is to say that my usual criticism of Katie Robert books being a pacing issue, I do not have that problem here. Uh, maybe I'm missing 100 pages, but I felt... <laughs> I felt like this moved along quite nicely and there weren't any lulls or kind of just like, you know, everything kind of was just like bang, bang, bang going on. So that was nice. Yeah. No, and I and I think part of that is because it was like what you didn't say call it a travel book, a consequence book. It was very much a book like if it's not the consequences of my own actions. Because um I think Katie has even said that you can read books one, two, and three as standalones, but typically you want to read them all together. But it's once you got to book four with Radiant Sin, you're gonna wanna like have everything together because there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle and this one you absolutely needed all four leading up into this um but because it was a consequence book it was just like you said it was just like okay well we knew if you killed one of the 13 now the public knows it's all about what what's happening with the public it's it's the purge you had sexy clue now we got the purge yep sexy clue now we have the purge excited and interested to see what comes next and where this goes. Very fun. Uh, Very fun book. Very enjoyable. I will admit, I don't know if I would read this one again. Again, it is very short for me, 274 pages. I I, (laughs) I love that you keep bringing that I'm just so shocked at this formatting thing. (laughs) And um, I do feel like that knowing bullet points um, of this is enough, especially, especially, especially when we have the completed series and you can kind of just like look at a book and be like, okay, it was this, this, and this. Or, you know, you could just like listen to this episode again as a refresher. Of course, (laughs) always, always, always. You can always uh, listen and re-listen to Akafe episodes. Of course, we love that. So um, that being said, thanks for joining us. Feel free to follow us on Acafe Podcast on Instagram. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.